In October of 1909, Elise de Roche, the Baroness, became the first woman to ever complete a solo flight. She became airborne to an altitude of 15 feet in a Voisin one-seater plane. The airplane was gliding through the air completely level for several hundred meters before it came down gently. On March 8, 1910, Elise became the first woman to ever receive her pilot's license. Eugene Bullard, a black American man, enlisted in the French Foreign Legion during the First World War. While on leave in Paris, Eugene bet a friend $2,000 that despite his color, he could enlist in the French Flying Service. Eugene became the first black person to earn his wings in May of 1917. He came to be known as the Black Swallow of Death. No word on whether his friend made good on that $2,000 bet though. A black woman had never flown before, and I thought that maybe I could be the first. I wouldn't have admitted it at the time, but I had hope. Hope for a better future for the people who looked like me. Eugene Bullard said it best. French democracy influenced the minds of both black and white Americans and helped us all act like brothers. I believe that once people could see it, they'd know they could be it too. American Urban Radio Networks and Flying Free Films present Invisible Eagles, Bessie Coleman, presented by AARP and starring Quivenjene Wallace as Bessie. Episode 3, Up in the Air. Did you know that AARP is fighting for America's over 48 million family caregivers who help adults live independently in their homes instead of being forced into nursing homes? Family caregivers need common sense solutions that will save them time and money and provide them with more support. Go to AARP.org for more information on caregiving. Now, back to the story. There are about a dozen flight schools in this country. And so far, oh, rats. It hasn't been going exactly as I planned. I take it that was another flight school rejection. Shut up, Walter. <laughs> hey, I just came over to have a lunch with my sister. Not get my head chewed off. Why do you fold all your rejection letters like that? They're airplanes. They don't look like any airplanes I've seen. And you've seen a lot of planes, Walter? No, but the ones I've seen don't crash all the time. Well, what else am I supposed to do with all these rejections? Put them in a frame? Fair enough. <sighs> I'm going to say something. Don't get mad. What mess are you about to let tumble out of your mouth now? You're tougher than any girl I know. But maybe this dream of being a pilot is too big. Too big for small minds, maybe. You've got a good life working down at the barber shop. You have this apartment and a closet full of clothes. Why can't that be enough? I ain't helping nobody by cutting cuticles all day. I want more. I get that. But there's no shame in staying in the lane we were given. Who puts us in our lanes and why do they have all the power? You may be okay with other people deciding your life for you, but I'm not. No, sir. I refuse to take no for an answer. What's eating you, Bess? I've been rejected from every flight school I applied to, Phyllis. White ladies are allowed to fly, and I know they ain't no better than me. Hm, I know that's right. Phyllis was a successful black woman business owner. 
she's well aware of the hoops we had to jump through just to be given a chance. So, I had to ask. I want you to be honest with me. Always, sugar. Do you think I should quit trying? Just be happy with my life and stay in my lane? Stay in your lane. Who said that? Your silly brother. <laughs> the world needs you, Bessie. A colored woman pilot? Hoo-wee, what you're trying to do will change the world forever. You realize that? You have no right to deprive us of that. So no, I do not give you permission to be ordinary. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Enough with all this emotional stuff. You're about to make me run my makeup. <laughs> Let's go spend some money. <laughs> Lead the way. What do you think about this dress? Mm, I think you won't stay single much longer if you walk out wearing it. The last thing I need right now is another man trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> but I do love how it fits. I'm going to get it. Good. Then I can borrow it. Hold on. Seems like I've got a champagne taste and a soda fountain budget. I can help you out how much you need. No, put your purse away. I don't want a handout. I need a better paying job. I went to the first place I saw offering a job paying more than the barbershop. That just so happened to be a chili parlor. I hear you're looking for a new manager. Well, look no more. What experience you got? I can work any shift at any time of the day for as long as you need. Mm. I guess. He hired me on the spot. You gonna do what? The owner of the barbershop was surprised when I told him I'd be leaving to manage a chili parlor. But he understood. Go on and make that dough, Bessie. If Glamour had a scale of one being the worst and 10 being the best, this chili parlor would be a negative 50. But they paid well and gave me enough hours to maintain my preferred lifestyle. Well, look what we have here. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day that Bessie Coleman wore a hairnet. <laughs> I'd offer you one, Robert, but you're a little short on the hair requirement. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> How have you been? Missing my favorite manicurist, but I live. How's the chili business? Messy. I heard a rumor that you're applying to flight schools. Any good news? That's actually why I asked you to come today. Wait, you, you want a bowl of chili? Is it spicy? <laughs> you know it. Then yes. <laughs> and then put some cheese on it. Have a seat. So, what can I do for you? I've applied to almost every school in the country, and they've all turned me down. So, my plan is for you to do an article about me in The Defender. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for both of us. I'm, I'm trying to become the country's first Negro woman pilot. Not only is it an interesting story for your readers, it might grease the wheels for me with these schools. I think it's a good idea. You do? I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. But before that, let me do some research into these flight schools. There's a chance I know someone who knows someone who can push your application through. It certainly does pay to have fancy friends. I'm not promising anything, but I'll be back in a few days. Robert Abbott was a man of his word. He came back to the chili parlor a few days later with very interesting news. The French are very much into creating as many pilots as possible. As it turns out, they possess what I can only describe as aeromania. Okay. And they have much more liberal feelings towards women and colored folks. People are judged on their works and not just their race. 
That's great, but how does it help me? I think you should apply to French flight schools. Go all the way to France? You might get a better return on your applications. You've heard of Eugene Bullard, right? I remember reading about him in The Defender learning to fly in France. And he's even serving in their military. So the French have proven they'll teach colored men, but what about colored women? As of today, there aren't any colored women pilots anywhere in the world. Hmm. The whole world, Bessie. I thought you were special. I am. Then <laughs> prove it. You're listening to Invisible Eagles' Bessie Coleman, presented by AARP. AARP is fighting for America's over 48 million family caregivers who help older adults live independently in their homes instead of being forced into nursing homes. Every day, family caregivers assist their older parents, spouses, siblings, grandparents, and other loved ones so they can live independently in their homes where they want to be. They help with everything, including medications and Medicare, meals, bathing and dressing, finances, grocery shopping, transportation, and more. Go to AARP.org for more information on caregiving. Now, back to the story. The first step in this crazy journey was to learn French. I spent my days managing the chili parlor. Next! How can I help you, sir? Yeah, can I order number three? And I spent my nights at school learning French as fast as I could. La ciel est blue. The sky is blue. Every day, over and over again. Order up on number 12. La lampe est jaune. The lamp is yellow. Everyone around me tried to help. How do I tell my man that he's a cool drink of water? Um, to a bell. No, 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 no. That's beautiful. Beau is handsome. I think. So if you want to tell him he's handsome, say, vous êtes beau. Vous êtes beau. Perfect. I practice all the time. <laughs> and I know I got real annoying. You coming over for dinner? Oui, Walter. Does that mean yes? Oui, je viendrai dîner. Bessie, speak English. Non, je dois m'entraîner. Bessie. They got over it, though, <laughs> once I passed my class. Hey, congratulations, Bessie. Oh, yes! <laughs> congratulations, Bessie. <laughs> Missy. One day, I got a telegraph from my mama out of the blue. I hate to ask you for this, but we need help. Things getting bad down here and your sisters and me gotta leave Texas sooner than we planned. I'd been saving up to pay for my trip to France, but I sent my mama most of what I had so they could leave Waxahachie for good. My mama and sisters made it to Chicago a few weeks later. They stayed with Walter because my apartment was much too small. But now, I needed to find another way to finance my trip over the Atlantic. Which school is this for? The Aviation School of the Brothers Cadron in Le Courtois is the most famous flight school in France. <laughs> Starting at the top, I see. I don't have time to waste, Robert. How about I make you a deal? If I get into this school, you'll pay for my trip to France. In exchange, I'll give you full and exclusive rights to my story for The Defender. Exclusive, huh? I will only talk to your paper. For how long? You tell me. A year. I can do that. Okay. You get into this school and I'll cover the cost to get you to France. <laughs> it's a deal. Let's shake on it. All right, let me get back to work. No one knew I'll have an international trip to finance very soon. <laughs> you bet your bank account you will. 
Miss Bessie Coleman told the defender, quote, we have no aviators, neither man nor woman, and the race needs to be represented, end quote. When the letter from the French flight school arrived, I was too nervous to open it alone. So I, I invited Robert and Phyllis to be with me for the reveal. Are you just gonna stare at the thing or are you gonna get on with it? Champagne's getting warm. We don't know if this is a champagne kind of letter, Phyllis. Okay. Well, uh, I also brought bourbon. It's going to be good news, Bessie. Go ahead and confirm what we already know. <sighs> okay, here goes. Well, I got in. I'm going to France. Ah, girl, yeah! <laughs> Congratulations, Bessie. This was the greatest moment of my life up to this point. It was only the beginning. I'm gonna open this bourbon too. This is a party after all. In November of 1920, I stepped onto a train bound for New York. If you don't write me letters, I will track you down. I need to know what French men are like in detail. <laughs> Phyllis, you know I'll write you all the time. Phyllis, Robert Abbott, and my family all saw me off. Now, make sure you wash your hands as much as you can. I've read about this thing going around called typhoid. It's nasty, and you don't want it. I promise to wash my hands all the time, Walter. Good, because that ship ain't going to be the Plaza Hotel. There'll probably be rats. From New York, I plan to hitch a ride to France on the SS Empire Tour. You know what? I'm proud of you, Bessie. You're about to prove me wrong. <laughs> You'll learn to stop doubting me, John. All aboard! Chicago to New York City! All right, Miss Coleman. Time for your all-expense-paid trip to the rest of your life. Thank you for everything, Robert. When you see me again, I'll have changed the world. It would take a few months to travel across the Atlantic. I'm happy to report that I didn't catch typhoid, and I only saw one rat. My life, the one everyone knows me for, started right there on that ship. Goodbye, Bessie the manicurist, Bessie the chili parlor manager, Bessie the one who stays in her lane. Hello, Bessie the pilot, Bessie the pioneer. Mon nom est Gaston Cadron. Et mon nom est René Cadron. Bienvenue à l'école d'aviation des Frères Cadron et les Côtois. Vous passez souvent à quoi vous attendre. Mais ce n'est pas le cas. Euh, ce sera la chose la plus difficile que vous ayez à I'm so sorry. This part of the story is completely in French. You don't know the language, right? No problem. I'll turn on the translator. Give me a second. All right, let's try that again. My name is Gaston Cadron. And my name is René Cadron. Welcome to the Aviation School of Brothers Cadron et Le Cotois. You think you know what to expect, but you don't. This will be the most difficult thing you've ever done. These are waiver of release forms. Take one and pass the rest along. In the case of your death, this releases us of liability. I paused for the first time and thought about how dangerous it is to be a pilot. Leontine de Roche, also known as the Baroness de la Roche, was killed instantly in an airplane crash at Le Crotois, July 18th, 1919. You're going to do things you never knew you could. 
things very few people have ever done. I signed that waiver, and I never looked back. Before we get started, basic command? Uh, yes? You're much smaller than we anticipated. I don't know if you'll be able to control the plane. It might have been a mistake for you to come here. What? Yes, you may have made that long trip for nothing. You're listening to Invisible Eagles' Bessie Coleman, presented by AARP, a production of American Urban Radio Networks and Flying Free Films.